Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And by damn it, this is Mike. I'm sorry. By damn it, this is Mike. <laughs> oh, are you trying to be sound more like our friend Jimmy here? I was. I was trying to. His imitation of me was uh, was delightful. Mm. Like the both of us have prepubescent, I got my pants on too tight voices. <laughs> so I did have my pants on too tight. Well, well I got I got to tell you that that, that is definitely the truth. And, uh, Bikini one. People are wondering what the hell we're talking about. We're just going to have to wait for episode 200. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All you're getting is that uh, yep. Jimmy right now is topless. And topless. Uh, I got to say, I, I, like, he's just casually laying across his bed. This is a very sexy and very casual episode. I feel like that's Howard what I br- Stern, man. It's yeah. like, I feel like Stern or like, I don't know, Opie and Anthony here. We got this hot young model this crossfit athlete sitting on bed with no shirt on man we're going up in the world That's if all i wasn't so um self-conscious about my fat white hairy body i would uh, i would join you but uh, that's not a thing for today it's not a thing for today yeah, well not... you can catch me on only fans at crossfit gym okay <laughs> I, I, I got to ask this because other people are going to. Are you serious? You have an OnlyFans? That would be fucking incredible. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I would join your OnlyFans just so that I could promote you. That's listen, the only reason. Uh, and, you know, maybe masturbate. Like, I'm the only fan. Oh, by the way, I have an <laughs> he he's our He's our only fan. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's that that's, bad. I mean, that's relatively but, close. I mean, numbers-wise, yeah. you're very I, I, close. I, I, hey, man. I tell, no, dude, I we can, have a shit ton of listeners. We have at least 10. Dude, uh, so don't even fuck with me on this. No, no, no. But, like, I can say I've been with you since, like, day one. <laughs> that's that's true. Have. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I'm like the very first, but I've been with you, you guys since day one. You may well have been the first. You and my and my brother. And my, yeah. my brother has also been listening yeah, since the very sure. beginning also. So the both of you, he should he should actually cut a uh, 200th episode promo. I would love sure, to. Sure, absolutely. talk to him about it. I'll talk to him about it. Make uh, sure he does later. it in a kid's uh, uh, bikini. I don't think you'll get him to do that. My brother, like, he was heavier than i am like he was up like 260 probably somewhere in that range and he got his weight down to like 155 pounds or something like that like congratulations worked the shit yo he looked out of himself and he was like very thin i think he maybe like for me it's weird seeing him thin because uh, i haven't seen him like that since we were in school, high school but you know yeah. wish we could all go back to the way we looked when we were in high school yeah, right yeah i'm trying but i anyway. can see my dick then that'd be great <laughs> but anyway um when we went to dead milkman concert he looked mm-hmm. good yeah he, yeah, was, yeah he was in the process then of of starting to lose the weight yeah and he uh he just kept going and has maintained it for been at least a year now i think since he uh since he hit that uh target weight that he was after so i applaud him for that i do not have the um it takes a lot of discipline i and just a lot well, of motivation. it's not really the discipline yes but i also just don't have the desire to, well, that's what I mean, to the do motivation. that right now like i'm i'm okay with with me yeah i'm okay with me i'm not saying he's not okay with him i'm just saying you know for his health it was huge yeah <laughs> And for my health, I would like to be a little skinnier, but uh, sure. there's where the discipline falls in. Sure. So this is this is what I found for myself. So I got like up to almost 200 pounds, and like I snored constantly, and my wife would like, like, look, you're out of control, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. 
So what I found for myself is, is the only diet that works for me is the keto diet. Now, okay. if I, if, if, if I followed that strictly, I would lose 20 pounds in a month. Easy. I've done it before. Uh, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really want to go back to that. But as far as working out, I need people. I can't do it by myself. And by going to CrossFit, like, it's so awesome. I go there. The workout's already planned out for you. And there's a trainer telling you what to do. That's all you have to do for an hour. So it's structured. It's like the uh, like, yes. like the military. Absolutely. Where you've got someone, team leader, going, yep. pushing so you through their cadences. and Yeah. So for me to lose weight and to do what I'm doing, they're the two things that I found that works for me. Well, and it is different for everyone. I was finding a lot of success in interval in, in uh, uh, intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just it, just limiting my eating from uh, for ten hours, like ten hours a day, just every time, every same time every day. Stop at around ten o'clock, and then I'm allowed to eat again at eight o'clock. You know, and and that and then push it from that to twelve. Were you hours. doing that shit overnight so that you didn't yes. have to crave? Yeah. Yes. The problem is that my schedule is so screwed up now. This is yeah. this is oh, my sleep me. schedule. This is my sleep schedule. I get up every morning at around one or two, and then I'm up till about I want to say eleven, and then if I don't have any appointments or anything scheduled for that day, I often take a nap till about three or four. And then I'm up for the rest of the night, and then I go to bed at like eight or nine, and I sleep for like three hours, and then I'm up. Till all told, I probably get six or seven hours of sleep maximum every night, and it's not all at once. It's just, and I don't know how to break it. I've tried everything. I've tried depriving myself of sleep. Breaking yourself of habits like that is super fucking hard. It really is. It really I agree. Yeah. I totally 110 percent agree. It is, but like if I didn't get up at um, 4.30 in the morning and do my whole routine up until like 10 o'clock at night like I would be probably the same way as you Tom yeah. totally Yeah. but um, I just the routine that I have allows me to go the whole way till 10 o'clock and then from 10 o'clock until 4.30 the next morning like I'm dead you yeah. know what I mean like there's yeah. no wake in me I would love to be able to sleep that much. I mean, in one block of time. Yeah. As oh, I'm in the middle of recording. Hi. B bring the lighter back. Jeez, <laughs> what, are, what are you drinking there, Jimmy? I am drinking um, Victory uh, Juicy Monkey. Ah. Juicy Monkey. It is fantastic. Fantastic. Does it have like a citrusy thing going on? Yes. There, or it, what? Has... it looks like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It has like pineapple, orange, and I think cherry in it. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I know it, I can always count on you to have something interesting that you're drinking. Always. It's, it's fantastic. I'm slogging down, you know, Diet Dr. Pepper because, you know, I try. And mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and you're like, you're drinking this awesome beer. And I should probably be drinking water. But uh, I yes. did that earlier. I did that so, earlier. So the only reason I do CrossFit is so I can drink this type of beer. There you well, go. Yeah. The whole bottle and a glass. The whole bottle and a glass. Did you yeah, get that? I'm getting some wine. I'm He's thirsty. Yeah, I like thirsty. wine. I do yeah. like wine, Ugh. too. Mm -hmm. I got a white, wine, white wine I'm good with, man, but red wine. 
is an acquired I had taste, it at a wedding friends. one time and like it was a wedding of a co-worker and we were like all of us that were co-workers were like at the last table and I think that was on purpose and to be quite frank we were right inside the door and uh, they used all of the good wine before they got to us apparently and we mm. got like this I don't know if it was like fucking spittoon wine or what the hell it was. It was warm and it was disgusting. That's so funny, Mike. And ever you, since then, I've been like, nope. That's the same. Dude, you need to break yourself for that because I'm telling you right now, it's the same as like me with steak. Remember how I always didn't like steak because my parents would buy the cheapest cuts of meat and they'd burn it to a fucking crisp. There was no marinade. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what a steak tastes like. I just thought it was shoe leather. I Until do eat I steak. I had a proper steak, and now I fucking crave the shit out of steak. Steak is awesome. But I like white a... wine because it's very light, and uh, you know it kind of. Uh, My point, Mike, is know. that you can't judge a wine. Wine is red wine as a whole on a shitty experience. You got the worst case scenario. You, you need a good glass of yeah. Merlot. Well. Like me, is it chilled or is it room temperature? Room now? temperature. Yeah, I don't know, man. Room temperature no, 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 no. drinks I, don't I, do I, it for me. I do you all can wine. Chill it. Yeah, I do all wine chilled for one. Two, I'm a sweet guy. I can't do semi. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a semi dry. I can do kind of a semi dry, but I prefer more of the sweeter side of. And it doesn't matter if it's um, white, red, whatever. Gonna, so definitely check. This. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 Mike, definitely check it out. Like, check out the sweet wines. Like, I think you'll, whether it's white or red, I think you'll be all right. Jimmy, I fucking see a different side of you every time we talk to you. You're like a goddamn renaissance, man. You're like, I know about wines, I know about this, I know about that. And Every yet, time we talk to you, I'm always surprised by something. And yet you're still sharing an email with your wife. I don't understand <laughs> that fucking shit at all, but, dude. Yes, that was I something really that we it. noticed earlier. <laughs> um, and off of off of the uh, podcast, obviously, because my man doesn't have his own email. Nope, we it's share like, an email. And then I mean, she I'm kind of envious of you a little bit because, like, I got sucked into the whole email thing ages ago before uh social media even and that led me into the social media and everything else man i would love to just not have some of that stuff but it's become so ingrained in me at this point i don't know anything else i don't know how to function without like a phone yeah and and an internet connection my kids have asked me like how did you do things back in the day and i'm like i don't know we went out and played like yeah we i were... would go out on my bicycle and spend my entire day you know, fishing, playing baseball, doing all this other stuff. And I'm like, now I can't even, I can't remember those days. Like, maybe I need to do one of those retreats where you don't have any fucking, you know, social media or any kind of electronics at all and just spend some time, you know, getting back to the way that it used to be. I agree. I do too, actually. I just, I feel like we're kind of, we're in this weird space in our lives where, we don't know who the hell we're supposed to be anymore. We had a really f well lined out picture of what a grown up adult man was supposed to behave like and think about and know about. And the rules for that have all changed while we are still alive. And now we're all kind of going, um, who the fuck am I? <laughs> I and, and 
Go ahead. I was going to say, and, and that's like the big challenge, isn't it? It's figuring out who the fuck you are. That's already life's challenge. You know, and I hate to say this, but I think technology changed that big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it definitely sure. did. Yeah. It, it, like, you know, you don't, you, there's no way of going back to the 80s and 90s. There's no way. No, nope. that's why we're so nostalgic for well, it. If I, yeah, if I had the chance to, bro, I would go back in a second because, like, absolutely, it was my so kids much easier. Say like, oh, well, you know, you just look things up on the phone, and I'm like, do you realize that when I was a kid, if you didn't have encyclopedias in your house? And you wanted to know something, and your parents had no fucking idea. Your you ass had to, had to wait till you could go to the library. Yeah, like if you thought library. of something at ten o'clock at night, you were gonna be screwed until the next morning when you could go to the library <laughs> and yeah. look that shit up because, and it would eat away at you. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. that was—I mean—that was the way it was. I had a set of Collier's encyclopedias. My brother and I did when we were kids, and they were probably like a nineteen eighty or 1982 version of the encyclopedia, but they lasted me the whole way through high school, you know, because it's what we had. I wrote reports off of that stuff, and I'm pretty sure some of it was outdated, but, you know. But it it didn't matter that way. It didn't matter that. They knew you didn't have, like, a fucking access to LexisNexis or some shit. They they expected you to work with the materials you had. And, you know, I mean, there was a time when, when I remember being taught the Dewey Decimal System. No of one course. uses the fucking Dewey Decimal System anymore. Yeah, no, you, they don't. You, I think kids might get taught that kind of shit in, like, an antiquities. History, yeah. Kind like of way, it, you know. Like, like a, there used like to be a, a college, Dewey Decimal. Right, <laughs> Actually, like a college is, prep class or something, right? There still is, but you don't need to know how to use it anymore. Because yeah. you'll just look up our app for the library on your phone. It'll tell you exactly which aisle and which shelf to find your book on, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. No more having to look through those indexes. <laughs> but you know, we say this stuff like old crotchety men, like it's somehow it, yeah, a bad absolutely. thing. My son right now would be going back in my day, like he normally well, does to me. Yeah, when I, I say I shit think like that. These things are positives. They are net positives. We're just uncomfortable because we're slowly becoming irrelevant. Well, to a degree, I agree with you, but also, and I think Jimmy would agree with me on this too. It really made you self-sufficient uh, when it you did. had to do that kind of stuff, and yeah, that it did. Like if if there was, I mean, look, we hear about solar flares and all sort of crazy stuff. If something wiped out our infrastructure, even for a day, do you know the kind of mass pandemonium that would ensue because people don't know how to do anything? Yeah, I yeah, mean, I'm he, glad that I'm not one of those people. So, what age? Where would you say that that would like? Where the dividing line would be? I would like, say anybody born after 2000, probably. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like, a little earlier. I would have said, like, maybe yeah. like 90, like 98, 97, yeah. 98. Yeah. Coming up. Yes, into and no. I was working in, uh, in security in that time frame, and we were still handwriting reports and stuff like that. So okay. for me, I was working it for a you know multi-million dollar company that had the uh, computers and everything else, and we were still doing things kind of analog. So that's why that's why I lean more towards two thousand. Okay, I'm with you. That's I just agree. that's just my reasoning. I don't disagree with either one of yeah, you. No, that's no, just no. my yeah, reasoning yeah. for it. But yeah, there's got like if shit hit the fan, that would be the dividing line where where you got the one side that's like okay, we've been here before, we know what to do, and then the other side pandemonium you know like just craziness because they don't know yeah it's i mean that's why i'm glad that we 
grew up the way that we did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm sure that the generations before us were also like, well, we didn't have computers and we didn't have fuel injection and we didn't have this. And you can go back further and back further and back further. And everybody can find things about their upbringing that made them who they are. And uh, so I guess, you know, this is just our version of it. I yeah, also yeah. kind of miss being, there being a time in my life when I wasn't aware of the fact that there's nobody running the ship. Yeah. Because that's scary <laughs> it's as true. That's I was way scarier than aliens. unaware of how horrible the world really is. Yeah, like, I, it'd know. be so much easier to blame the Illuminati or aliens or something. At least that's something to grip onto. The real truth is no one's running the show. It's all just a drift. We're all fucking, we're all the Titanic now at the bottom of the ocean. Not to necessarily bring that up, but that's what we all are. We're all fucking sunk. And, and, and we know it. We fucking know it, and we that we hide behind our screens, right? We just do this all the fucking day long because it's so much easier than being alone with your thoughts for five fucking seconds. Well, yeah, and if and if everything went to shit outside, you'd still be sitting in front of your computer screen yeah. hiding. Like that's, dude. Obviously, I, that's the way that we would function. I lost network connectivity last night, and immediately got anxious. I'm like, why am I so anxious? <laughs> I have to tell you how fuck? amused I am that you that you had a problem with your uh, internet after you were lecturing me <laughs> on my router the one time recently, and I'm like, he just had the same fucking problem. No, it's funny because I <laughs> called Comcast last weekend, and I was like, yeah, I'm having problems with my network. It's like none of the Wi-Fi devices are connecting or anything, and I'm like, okay, so what do I need to do? And so I'm on the phone with them for like an hour. I went through every troubleshooting step that they had. I actually because I worked in tech support, I could anticipate a lot of what they needed. And I was like, I hope so. You know, I did this already. I did that. Do you want me to try this again? You know, and whatever. At the end, the guy was like, thank you so much for being my awesome troubleshooting buddy. He was, <laughs> he, he was from India. He was great. But um, he was, I don't know why I felt the need to interject yeah. that. I, I, I wanted to give, <laughs> I wanted to give flavor to the story, but then I realized, well, by the way, he was Indian. Just in case you didn't know, I do like Indian people. I'm not afraid of him. You know, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. But the point is that, yeah, he called me his best troubleshooting buddy. And I found that quite charming. Well, you but, might always have a job at Comcast now because yeah. of that. Because they record that shit. And somebody would be like, this guy. Yeah, yeah. He knows what's up. I don't think I'd want a job doing Comcast stuff. Xfinity, whatever. I, I wouldn't want to work in that field. It's just too much. It's tech support. You get abused. It's just the way it is. Well, undoubtedly. Yeah. Listen, i person i as i hate the way people act sometimes so you will never ever see me in a customer service slash tech mm -hmm. slash management yeah whatever you yeah. will never see me in that because any position where you have to deal intimately with people all day is going to drain yep. the fuck out of you and make yep. you angry yeah yep this yep. may surprise you to know this i worked in guest service slash customer service type roles and i didn't really hate it because it always i was always challenged to try to solve the situation without giving the house away i am I and am that was like that was you. like my motivation like i i am going to fix this without giving a single fucking thing away you yeah. know like this is the way that i'm gonna do it and i would try and and most of the time i succeeded or i gave away something nominal like hey i'll send cookies to your room or yeah. i'll give you a free continental breakfast which really was nothing they threw away more food than people could possibly eat for free so rather you than know. in other words rather than just appealing to their guilt their their 
greed and their other yeah. base motions, you fucking use diplomacy to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Which is oh, awesome yeah. to me. I, that's how I I am the same way. Like I understand your position, Jimmy. But honestly, I am. I was always able and the, with years and years of experience i got better and better at it i was always able to put myself aside and just play like i'm acting you know like i'm an actor mm -hmm. in a play or a role in a movie or something and just be like my role is to pretend to give a shit about this person's problem and the thing is is that as i started doing it i started actually giving a shit and and then it just became easy this transition into that role and just I was good at it. I was really good at it. I could f make any pissed off person happy by the end of a, sh of a call. And all I had to do was tell them what they needed to hear in the way they wanted to hear it. If they wanted to be commiserated with, I'd commiserate with them, but I would not down the company. I would not down the vendor. It, like Mike said, it's about not giving the house away. Mm -hmm. and, and, but, it and it becomes a game. It is a game. And I it's mean, fun. for lack of a it's better like way a of putting it, yeah. It's like a puzzle you have to solve. Yeah. Like, that's how the only way you can survive this? doing that kind of stuff yeah. is that you have to make some kind of a, yeah. a yep. scenario that it's not absolute doldrum horse shit like it actually is. You'll notice I'm not doing it for a living now. So, you know, yeah. and I hadn't for quite a long time because I don't, I didn't choose that. But it chose yeah. me. Being in that role, you have to fucking play that game. Yeah, see, like my my brain, the synapse, everything, it wouldn't just not click. Like like you, you, you wouldn't function. Like, I could not figure that out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because well, you know what though, Jimmy, you would learn. You would learn, and you would ah. adapt. Because I wasn't minded like that either. Imagine high school me, you know, being a cocksure and an asshole about most things. Uh, talking somebody down about something when they're screaming in my face like that would have never happened it's it just is it's an acquired skill that you get over time if if you're in that position yeah yeah, yeah. You know, so uh well i mean you're you're a machinist right jimmy yes yep so a lot of the math the 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 complicated math that you have to do on the fly sometimes eyeballing it just to make double check right like while you're working you can you've developed over time an ability to know when something's off and needs to be measured a that's some time. fucking skill son that's skill that you learned you didn't start out as a noob knowing that shit it took you fucking 30 years to get there. yeah 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 so you know it's the same with us the same with anything it's what your mastery comes from what you practice not from what you read about or gotcha you know, that's what you do. No, you're, you're you're absolutely right. I I agree with you 110. percent But your job never took you in that direction, and hopefully it never will. You never yeah. have to speak yeah. to the client. Yeah. You just if you don't have to deal shit. with customers, good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah nobody no, 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 no. should have to. I, I like staying towards the technical side and and doing my own thing and being my own person. You know what I mean? And that's why you never go to management because you'll stop being an engineer and you'll start being the problem solver for everybody. Yeah, well, like my old boss. When we get like, to, go ahead. He when he was when I I uh, was talking to him one day he was like, yeah, I would love to do what you do, Tom. I would love to just be able to do the, the engineering aspect of this job. But unfortunately, 90% of my day is responding to emails and going to meetings. And it's like, that's bullshit, dude. That's not what I want to that's, do with That's my day. absolutely what happens when you're a manager. I can tell you that, that or a supervisor. exactly what happened. Yeah. I like stopped my doing job, my job and started fucking sitting in meetings all the time. And job, it was terrible. All my managers, all my supervisors, that's what they do to a T mm -hmm. every day. Like they literally 
go to a meeting to talk about the meeting they just came from. <laughs> and then they and have to plan meeting. the meeting they're going to have later right. about that exactly. same meeting. Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. And so, they get nothing accomplished. And in between nothing. there, they're sending emails to each other and having to answer emails about the meeting. Yep. Did, That's ever, literally, yeah. Do you ever, yep. of course you have one or two coworkers who just love <laughs> expanding on those meetings and making them longer just to make everyone yep. else miserable. Like that's the only reason they mm -hmm. do it. And they show up at every fucking meeting just so they can get away from their desk and have something mm -hmm. to talk about when they get back because they're arrogant, narcissistic tool bags. I had a guy I worked with named Dave who did that. And he was like, he showed up at this meeting for a water fountain. Like we wanted to get a water cooler, you know? He didn't even use the water. He drank coffee all day. He never drank water or hot water for tea or anything. So I was like, and he just kept making all these stupid arguments and telling stories. And finally I turned to him, I'm like, Dave, are you even interested in buying water? And he goes, no. I'm like, well then what the fuck are you doing? I said, didn't say fuck, but I said, what are you doing in this meeting room right now? He said, that's a good point. I'll leave. And he walked out and, and my other coworker turned to me and said, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I hate that guy. <laughs> I was always astounded in those meetings by people who were managers who couldn't grasp a simple concept when they'd be told in the easiest terms about something. And they'd be like, well, I don't I don't understand. I'd be like, and yet you schedule people, you do payroll, you figure out, you know, your budgets and everything else, but you can't fucking understand a simple common sense thing. You know what it is? They understand. They just don't want to understand because that gives them responsibility. Right? Like, I, like I can see that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's the thing. Like, like you got, you got people that are street smart mm -hmm. and not knowledgeable. You got people that are knowledgeable and not street smart, and then you got both. But mm -hmm. it seems like the management is kind of more on the the they they they're knowledgeable and they have no like like common sense, like street mm -hmm. smart. Mm -hmm. And and I don't get that. Like, why would you even want to be in like my monster? When we get to that, is about management. So. We'll hit that later. I think to simplify it to its simplest, easiest terms is that people who are born to be in management are typically people who will just toe the line, mm -hmm. not question yeah. things, company people, and not think too deep yeah. on stuff. Like somebody yeah. above them says, Hey, I want you to do A, B, and C, but change the order around. And they'll go, Okay, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. And never once do they think, Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Good little robots. I yeah, have a good story about those that. Those are the kinds of people that make it in management. And uh, I can recall just real quick, uh, I was running uh, the department and we had uh, the people were guaranteed to get so many hours a week. Uh, and I got pulled in by the general manager because we were slow and told that I had to cut hours. And I said, But they're guaranteed 32 hours a week at least and he's like i don't give a fuck what they're guaranteed fucking do it and that was the moment that i went i don't know that i'm gonna have to do this stuff anymore because how am i gonna go to people that are trusting me to represent them and say oh well uh tough titties there's nothing right. i could do about it but yet i'll be here non-stop because now i've become the sacrificial lamb and the mule that's going to work all of your hours Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You're given you're given the keys to the kingdom, and it turns out that uh, there's a slave pen in there you didn't know about, and if you don't run it, youth get thrown in there. Is pretty much what happens. Well, you typically end up getting thrown in there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, regardless of what you do. Yeah, one way or the other. <laughs> I was in basic training, and I had this this drill sergeant named Drill Sergeant Craig, and he hated. All right me. now. He no, not that guy. This is a different. I just wanted guy. to say that. Yeah. All right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> He hated me, I hated him, uh, the whole nine yards. But one day, he's telling a story as it's all sat around this fucking quad or whatever. And, and he's telling us his story about he worked color guard. He was at like Arlington, so which is a big deal if you know anything about that. Like that's yeah, a, a highly honored position. He was well decorated as a soldier. He was just a per, in, inhuman prick in my opinion. But anyway. He's telling the story about this young soldier that he had just gotten in the military and he was just, he was like, I need 10 bodies to go and clean up the parade grounds and just send people my way, whatever. So this is one of the guys, he says, what would you like me to do, Sergeant? And he said, I want you to polish that statue till it shines. And this guy took a can of Brasso and for the next six or seven hours proceeded to polish, spit shine polish an entire statue and maybe got about a third of the way done and the drill my old drill sergeant he comes back to me he's like private what are you doing it's like i'm doing what you told me to do, drill or sergeant he's like i didn't ask you to spit shine the statue i just wanted it to shine well this is where it shines and this is where it doesn't sergeant and he kind of does like a face palm and he goes what i'm telling you is there are good soldiers and there are smart soldiers be a smart soldier and then here, and you probably have heard this story, Jimmy. I know I've told it on the show before, but then on the heels of that fucking guy comes up to my floor trying to knock on my window because the door's locked. He didn't have the key. It was after hours and the general order was don't open the door for anybody for any reason other than a fire ever for this thing. And it was after eight o'clock. So we, I, cl and, and my floor sergeant, uh, who was private as well, but he comes to the window, he sees, oh shit, we got to close that window. That's supposed to be closed. It's eight o'clock. And he just closes it right in the drill sergeant's face. And everybody who was on the outside of that door, cause it was a whole platoon of people who had just gotten back from KP and they're exhausted and they're sweaty and he's in a shitty mood cause he has to babysit them in there all day. And. He just turned on his heel, went downstairs, didn't make a noise, didn't even flinch. All the way downstairs, all the way back up, gets the key, unlocks the door, kicks it open, and then starts berating me and, and the floor sergeant being like, now there is a fine line between obeying orders and disrespecting. You have crossed that fucking line. Give me the fuck, you know, whatever it was. And then he starts railing into us. And then the next day, the, the, the head drill sergeant was, like comes to us, he's like, Drill Sergeant, uh, what was his name again? Craig. Drill Sergeant Craig has been reprimanded. You did the right thing, Cash. Whoa. And then he sends me out of his office. <laughs> Whoa is the thing you say in the army when you agree with something, apparently. I don't know. It was taught to me on day one. I never fully understood it. It's a placeholder for every piece of language. When you don't know how to answer a question, you just go, Whoa. And they go, good for you soldier and then they move you out of their way <laughs> fair enough yeah it's like the the i think the marine corps version is hoorah 
or Urah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the idiots that I used to work with at a certain place used to do that all the time, and none of them were ex-military. They just oh, co-opted it, and they would say it constantly. And I was like, dude, dude you sound like a fucking tool. I would love for those guys to meet some real Marines and do that in front of them and watch they get their asses beat because nothing pisses off like active duty military more than some jackass pretending to be military mm -hmm. or co-opting it. Like I used to get pissed off when I was in my fatigues. I used to get pissed off when I'd see dudes just sporting camos like, you know, it did. It was like it was like it had gotten ingrained in me. The uniform is sacred, right? Like the uniform is. I like wearing uh, camo. Do you want to fight me? Cash? Not anymore. I've me? gotten over it, dude. But I'm saying <laughs> I was so brainwashed, right? I, I was it. so indoctrinated by the military lifestyle that I started to think that way. Marines are trained to a much more precise standard than the army. Much, much more. They and are with killing that, machines. And with that comes a lot more indoctrination. So they get a lot more steeped in that way of thinking. And they become, and you know, Marines are taught to fight. I mean, they literally box the shit out of each other in basic training. So yeah, when some asshole civilian who's drunk says, hoorah, and someone hears this and, oh yeah, where'd you serve? I didn't serve. You're gonna get your light. You're gonna get your lights knocked out. It's just the way it is. Good. Yeah, you deserve it for being a, a poser asshole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good for you, jackass. Jimmy. Yeah. Do you have a monster of the week for us? You're a monster. The hell is wrong with you? I do have a monster for the week. So my monster for the week is to do with management and you're a monster if you know exactly the person who is causing the problem, but yet you pull everybody in and tell them about it and why they shouldn't do it. That was very common in the military. Yeah, I've had that a happen a lot. And I've also been singled out by dudes that embarrassed me in front of a group because it all depends on, you know, how close you are with the person who's uh, doing the reprimanding. Yeah, like like I have an issue with that. Like they know exactly who's causing the problem, but yet they don't have enough balls to pull that one person aside and say, hey, look, they're afraid of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're or, afraid. Or, well, no, they're afraid to do their job. Sometimes I it's think. that. I think it's that. Sometimes I don't know what it is in your case, but sometimes it's because that person is like somebody's kid or, you know, has some kind of leverage like that where they're they're left mm -hmm. the fuck alone. Again, fear. You know? Well, yeah, that's fear because, yeah, yeah, you don't want to piss off the. You don't want to piss what? off the boss's kid. You don't want to piss off the or, general yeah. manager's or grandson. The, right, or the, the, you know, like the yeah. owner's cousin or anything like that. Yeah, the stockholders. Yeah, that's the time, like, if, you're, yeah. if your drawer comes up more than 25 cents short, you're going to be written up, and they come in, and their drawer is $15 short, and they're like, oh, it's fine. We'll just pay for it out of our own pockets. And yeah. that's the kind of yeah. shit that, uh, that goes on in those situations. It yes. happens everywhere, yeah. yeah. Nepotism, and and nepotism and just apathy is just the cause of that. And just a lesson that I've learned, if there's not another asshole in the place you work at, it's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I cannot confirm or deny that. 
I wouldn't say you're the asshole, Jimmy. I find that hard to believe. But anyway, but that that that's what irritates me the most. It's like you um become a supervisor or some type of management at one point to and and at some point you have to make a difficult decision, but yet you decide to either sweep it under the rug or make a vast majority of everything you can't just take it like come on dude like your management you got to take it head on and just do it rip the band here's the thing rip the band-aid off right right away mm-hmm. let you know it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt whoever but over time it's gonna heal like just do it like you went in that position for a reason. Yeah, have That's some fucking my... balls. Yes, exactly. well, not only that, have you don't have to balls. call them out in front of everybody and do. There's no. a myriad of ways and discretionary ways to do things that I can tell you that I would do that. I'd be like, oh, we got to go outside and set something up. So come on with me and grab that person, take them outside, and be like, look, right? Which exactly. is you and I here. Let's talk about this like adults. Yep. I had you know. I had a situation where there was a guy, he was one of my interns back when I was working for the state, and he was a he was a misogynistic pig and he he, he treated the other two interns poorly and, and, and sexually harassed them constantly and no one was doing anything about it. And the girl who he was you know doing this to was afraid of reprisals she was going to get in trouble or something or that it was you know she didn't think it was okay to rock the boat about it she didn't want to risk her you know reputation whatever and it took me talking to her to convince her to speak up um and by then it was like now it was in my hands right like i had to deliver that to my boss because i was like listen i talked to her and he's like well I really wish she had come to me and I was like, I didn't think she ever would. I didn't think she ever would because she doesn't want to trouble anybody. And you get these guys, you know, you get them everywhere. They're all over the fucking place and no mm-hmm. one wants to do anything about it. And I was like, I'm not going to sit here and watch this shit happen anymore. I know other people are overhearing him because he's loud about it and he's a fucking prick. And I'm going to fucking I'm going to put some wisdom into this young person's head and say, you are allowed to do something about this. You do not have to sit there and be uncomfortable and dread coming to work every day because this creep keeps fucking making passes at you. And you know what? They got him out of there in less than 12 and in less than five hours from the time that she reported it. His ass was gone. My boss comes back in, grabs his bag, walks back out. We never saw the guy again. And she was so worried that she thought, I mean, I had to offer to walk her to her car if she, cause she had a friend who walked her. But I was like, do you want someone to walk into your car? Because you seem like you're worried he's gonna jump out from behind a bush at you. And she says, I am. I'm like, he's not gonna do that. He is not. The Capitol Police will be on his ass so fast. In this area, the Capitol Police will be on his ass so fast he won't even be able to fucking breathe before they're I just imagined by the voice you used to say, do you want me to walk you to your car? That you'd be walking out like, don't worry, he's not going to do anything to you. If he does, I'll get him. <laughs> well, it was supposed to. Because the way your voice went, it's yeah. just like immediately I thought you'd be like, hey, mister, none of that here. <laughs> hey, mister, don't. 
Don't you touch her! <laughs> oh boy! Look I'll out! Pun I'll punch mm. the dough! I'll punch mm. your teeth out! Mickey Mouse that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why my voice decided to do that specific turn. That was supposed to be it was supposed to be guarded concern. Like, do you need someone to help you? You, you need know, someone to walk you out to your car. Yeah, lady. you gotta be really careful. Yeah. It's real easy these days to just slip in your tone and something really benign will sound so creepy. It's so easy to do. It's yeah, it's true. I, I I'm infamous. I do not compliment people I don't know well. I'm uh, infamous for, for speaking out for in public things. and having my voice crack. Like if someone has nice hair or looks good or whatever, whatever. I, if I don't know you well, I'm not complimenting you on that because I'm afraid someone's gonna take that the wrong way. Like you have really cool. I mean, like you really cool hair and whatever. I love the way you do your hair. Like. How is that going to be interpreted, especially in a workplace where they can't get away if they find me creepy? Then I'm basically locking them into a room with me for eight hours a day <laughs> as this creep that keeps talking about their hair. You know what I mean? Like, and even once is enough for you to have the memory of me being a, a creepy guy it's just because I might have said it wrong. So I don't say it. You know, it does. It's not and it's not necessary. You know, compliment their professionality. That's always a win. You yeah. did a really good job typing up that memo, kid. You're going places, you know, something like that. I uh, I actually I was gonna say, do you find yourself talking to strangers then, like in general, because of your uh, lack of desire to be misunderstood in what you say? Like, like I see people. I still I can't help myself because being you know gregarious as I have been known to be. I will just randomly talk to somebody. And I did that in the elevator at the hospital the other day. And I was like, oh, it says you're a driver, but you're wearing a chef's outfit. <laughs> you know, and I thought, oh, God, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I went, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But then the person, their face lit up and they were telling me the story about what they do and everything. And I'm pretty sure I made their day with that. So I can't help it. I I'm, I'm I, I have feel to like, talk to people. I can't yeah. be quiet. I, I like I'd go to the dispensary and I'll end up chatting up the bar the bud tender for like 15 minutes and I'm like I keep looking behind me because there's part of me is like well I don't want to be the asshole that's waiting making someone else wait right <laughs> so I keep looking behind me like okay there's nobody in line I can keep bullshitting but you know you go and uh, there are people who do that right like or they're super demanding of the person's time and they're so inconsiderate that when they finally get what they need they don't leave they stand around so they're in your fucking way like a clogged artery and you can't get fucking past them and they and then when you say please excuse me they go they don't even look at you they just sort of shuffle slightly to the left you know and and i just want to they're not my monster of the week but i do want to kick them down a flight of stairs <laughs> fair enough just sparta kick their ass down a flight of fucking metal stairs Oh, you just made me think of a brand new monster of the week other than the one I was thinking of. Well, do you want to do yours or should I do mine? Uh, I can do mine, yeah. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Okay, you know what? I think I'm just going to go with the one I just thought of because it's more amusing to me. My monster of the week, excuse me, is people who are fucking rude. Like when you hold a door for them or you let them turn in front of you or something like that and they don't say thank you or at least give you the nod, the wave or whatever. Because you're destroying, you're destroying that desire in everybody because nobody wants to hold a fucking door for people if they're going to be rude and not say thank you 
or if you let them in, like, I don't know about you, but it, it's, I find it personally offensive and disheartening if I stop the line of traffic that I'm in to let somebody else pull out and they don't at least give me one of you these. Said pull out. That's right. Pull out and squirt all over the place. Oh, God, I'm coming everywhere. I can't believe you came on my mom. I can't Some stop. Grandma's boy. <laughs> I, I can't stop. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah, those people. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, no, no. I totally agree. Because You're killing chivalry. Um, it, it's, it's weird. Like, it's almost instilled in me that like when somebody opens a door for me or whatever like i instantly say thank you or mm-hmm. or you if should. some you were some, right jimmy or if somebody's walking by i look at them and say hello yeah. you know or if you it's step just, in front of somebody go oh excuse me sorry you know or right. something like that it's yeah, basic yeah. fucking manner yeah absolutely I'm polite to the to the point where it goes to the opposite direction where I'm like, I'll open up a door, I'll hold the door for them, and they're like 15 feet away, and I'm yep. like waiting for them, and it's super awkward for both of us. Like I always go, oh, don't shit. worry about hurrying, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm polite to the point that I've had people think that I worked somewhere numerous times mm-hmm. when I wasn't even wearing a uniform or anything even remotely that looked like their uniform. Well, you know why? Where because... they're like, hey, can you tell me where this is at? And I'm like... I don't work here, but uh, as a matter of fact, I don't. Maybe I, I'm like this. Be, I, I I think I'm like this mostly because of how I was raised, but I'm also self-aware. I mean, you know, that's the image that I want to put out as someone who's friendly, talkative, and will listen to anybody and and give them the time of day. And I don't want to be thought of as some royal pain in the ass who comes into your establishment and you're like, oh fuck that guy you know like i don't want to be that guy so i treat people with respect that's what the bud tender just... does every time he sees you at the door he's like oh this fucking guy he's never gonna shut up i'm gonna be here all day with him <laughs> well if they don't like me for being myself just I'm a not joke doing anything it's just to a joke anybody. i know no but yeah i know i am a pretty awful customer I, I go in there i shit on the counter i smear it around <laughs> you know whatever yeah, shit on ter- the floor <laughs> i make a poop on floor kiss He's funny, yes? Hey, very nice, nice. He's I love nice. your gift, and you saw you shoot on me, yes? I'm Romanian, and you're some sort of Italian. I don't know. <laughs> who's your Who's your monster for the week? My monster for the week, and this is very topical, although by the time this airs, it'll be a little out of date. People who claim to be forward-thinking, progressive woke maybe you might want to say if that's the word Ugh, that i hate that fucking you. term i hate the term too but we know what it means in the positive connotations right you have these people who think of themselves as forward thinking progressive people right i would just say aware aware right right emotionally aware. socially aware emotionally aware something like that yeah. yeah 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 maybe a little gentler and less nasty than their their counterparts so yeah. so these very same people keep posting memes about how funny it is that those people on the Titan sub died. And I think that is utterly monstrous. And I have told pretty mm-hmm. much everyone on Facebook that today. I posted a thing today all about that saying like, listen, if you're on my friends list, it's cause I like you and I respect you. Don't make me regret that. Because when you post that kind of hateful shit, it hurts me physically. I lose sleep over it, my stomach boils. I think, should I unfriend this person? Who am I to be friends with this person? What does this say about me? 
when when you're laughing over the death of I mean, come on. Maybe if it were Hitler or somebody, you know, like but like a supervillain, you know, but we're talking about fucking a, a billionaire and his son who didn't even want to be there because he, he only went because it was Father's Day, right? The guy wasn't even supposed to, he shouldn't have even been there. 19 year old kid dead. The only blessing in this is that it happened so fucking in, so quickly that no one felt the thing. Well, I, we hope. We hope. But what I just, I'm very frustrated that people that I care about could be so hateful so selectively hateful i noticed a lot of it online also and i actually unfollowed somebody on instagram today because like mm -hmm. out of nowhere they tied some joke into the thing and i was like why it like just... you're after cheap laughs for something yeah. like this man i'm sorry it's I, if you are entitled to your opinion everybody is that's absolutely fine not you know but uh it, but don't I expect take... me to not react when right. you do something really fucking ignorant right i take extreme so, i take all. extreme umbrage with the position Ooh, that these umbrage. people are that's yeah. ah, my favorite color i like that well. word i do like that word burnt, i use it a lot i like my favorite color too burnt umbrage <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a shit color but uh maybe a little bit of red in there because it's angry <laughs> yeah no so go, go ahead. ahead sorry go ahead no i'm done no no, no. so like I don't follow too much media, like as far as Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't watch the news. So you're going to probably look at me and laugh. But like I have like I heard what happened to this submarine thing, Majiggy. But like what actually thank you. <clears throat> my daughter brought it's me got a beer, beer tender. I like it. Nice. <laughs> Well, I had uh, my wife bring me wine, so nobody so, brought me anything. For your wine. So, can can you please tell me like what happened? Like, what happened to the sub? Like, like did it just sink or did something? Essentially, uh, less than two hours after they disembarked from the from the guide ship, uh, and they apparently didn't have any lifelines tied to the guide ship, which still blows my fucking mind. Uh, because yeah. even, you know, the dudes that went to the Titanic, like, to do the expeditions and stuff had a guide wire or a tube or a hose or, I don't know, something, cables and shit so that you don't get swept away in the current. But uh, they're basically bolted into a submersible that's about the size of a minivan, I'll say. And there's five people in there. You know, you know, in, in a minivan, five people, that's that's a pretty decent amount of humanity in a small space. Uh, and you can they, roll the windows down in a minivan. Yeah, you can roll the windows down in a minivan. These people were bolted in. There was a hatch on the rear that bolted on. They couldn't get out. Once you're in there, that's it. You're fucking in there. Apparently, the design was flawed, uh, we could say, because less than... It's like an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes after they embarked uh, from the ship, disembarked from the ship, I guess is the right term, right? Uh, the thing fucking imploded. They're guessing. Mm -hmm. Now, this is all an educated guess, because they found wreckage on the seafloor, uh, like what, 1,400 feet away from the Titanic wreckage, uh, that was definitely from this ship. But yeah, it essentially crunched like a like a soda can. Okay, and that was it. I mean, yeah. five lives snuffed out uh, just that quickly. There's some really important details though that you need to know, Jimmy. First of all, the guy who put together this project uh, and was piloting the ship 
was quoted as literally saying safety's not that important. It's a waste of money. Yeah. He said he said that. He said safety is ultimately. I believe a waste he said it money. in a radio interview very recently, also. Yeah. He's like again yeah. he said it. Like so he reiterated that more than once. And he was saying that like he was there's a video of him giving a tour of the sub if you can give uh I just call it a submersible thing. because yeah. I, I can't call it a submarine. I just yeah. can't. Yeah. Well, sub submersible, sub submarine. I I'm I think a submarine has to be powered by something and has to be able to, you know. Yeah. And I don't think this thing was able to. I think it just kind of dropped. That was I, it. I'm just being lazy with the word sub. I know. I'm that's just saying. All. That's, that's but you know, this thing, me being pedantic. This thing had, like, a gaming controller. A Bluetooth gaming controller. Like you a, know, like Bluetooth. The most fucking reliable way to pair things <laughs> electronically yeah. that exists. Yeah. These, that was what they were using to steer the sub. And, like, at one point, it's like, oh, yeah. And he's pointing stuff out on the ceiling of the thing, and he's like, "Yeah, I bought that at Camping World." <laughs> it's it's funny because it's so fucking ridiculous. The result is is horrible, and I get people laughing at some circumstantial aspects of it. But when you're saying, ha, 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 the, "God, yeah, you know, I love they it fucking, fucking deserved it." Yeah, yeah that, oh, they didn't. Man, what a gut laugh. Yeah, people are dead. <laughs> You know, that makes me very irrationally, maybe not irrationally, but very angry because it's so yeah, disrespectful. Yeah, like, like I said, I like I don't pay attention to the media too much because I just don't want to <sighs> deal with what's oh, what I'm the right hell's there going you, on. Bro. Yeah. So, I get so that's why I asked the question, because I heard about the situation being like just hitting on on the internet and a, a thing pops up and oh this submarine and or somebody talking about it but i had no idea like yeah you had no frame of reference yeah exactly yeah. i only became aware of it because an acquaintance of ours happened to bring it to my attention and i was like holy shit i didn't know this was happening and then i literally read like I don't know, probably 30 or 40 articles over the course of the last few days about the stuff. And, well, it's uh, haunting from a claustrophobia standpoint. Yeah. Just being in that thing is terrifying. The idea of just being at the bottom of the ocean under all that pressure in that darkness. I mean, it's almost to the point where sunlight Jimmy, if doesn't... I see a dildo or something, I'm going to I'm gonna bust my ass laughing. No, I got to go. <laughs> oh. I think, uh -oh. we'll, I think I got awesome. piss, actually. Oh, there he is. So okay, I'm cool. Oh, so we're, we're going to go with you oh, to piss. All right. Oh, live, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jimmy's going to take a piss right you here on the podcast. You are just the gift that keeps on giving today. I got to tell you. And you're breaking the seal now, so you're going to pee numerous times. I have to say, though, to keep it on the uh, subject here, when I heard it says that this, Yeah. When I heard that the <laughs> ship... Look at the mirror in the back. <laughs> I did not realize we had that backwards view of you, Jimmy. Let me do that. Yeah, there you go. That's better. <coughs> this is an episode well, I mean, to remember. You saw the whole package earlier. It's true. Listen, I bring great content. It, I will that always you fucking do. Jimmy, you should do your own podcast and just follow yourself around with a camera all day. <laughs> I would. I would watch that. You know, I think I would watch that because the shit that goes on <laughs> household your own show. Mm. Uh, that's awesome. Is ridiculous. Believe like, me, I know. Like you would you like clearly 
you would be like, fuck, that goes on in my household too. But I just, I just don't film it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I feel you. I feel you on that one. I I do want to just to close up this uh, and take the the attention away from Jimmy for a moment. Uh, when I heard that the ship was destroyed essentially almost right after they left, it gave me like a little sense of of relief mm-hmm. for them to that know they that they weren't stuck for hours. That and it days. wasn't days, you know. But yeah. I mean, God knows what that hour and a half, an hour and forty five minutes was like. It was probably terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah, sure. You know, so I just because I don't think that it just all of a sudden. Whoop, did it you know there had to have been a lead up to that and there had to have been other stuff going on other failures and uh and but stuff i wonder that, if you know, they hid that well enough or if they you know i mean it doesn't sound to me like they hit anything well at all or built no. anything well i think that no. excuse me i liken this to like i was telling you at my house the other well yesterday if somebody made a helicopter out of spare parts in their backyard and was like hey let's go for a flight i you know it feels like that's basically the same oh. here mm-hmm. where it was just it was just not a well-planned well you know functioning uh seaworthy vessel that was sent down there they were no. doomed from the start yeah and that doesn't does again doesn't mean that they deserved it doesn't mean that uh you know oh they got what they were after you know it's still a tragedy but people are uh very uh unfeeling about that kind of stuff i guess so i it is what it is and i can't change that in people i just you know yeah. well on this, my facebook post oh all right maybe, oh my well and there's and there's more of jimmy ladies and gentlemen yeah i'm getting the full view I, here. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm just you're not as hairy as i imagined you'd be jimmy i don't know why no, i'm not yeah. hairy at all like I actually like it's weird. Like my my legs are, you know, hairy, but down around my shins, there's like no hair at all. Well, that's because you wear work boots and you have socks pulled up. But here's the Every thing: day. I wear I wear ankle work boots. What? I don't wear high work boots. I wear ankle. I hair. figured you would, cause like can't shit fall into your boots while you're machining stuff and nah, dude, and whatnot. Like, Nah, nah. Like if it's gonna make it into my boot, I was probably fucked anyway. So I make, whatever. I make I make parts off of computerized machines, and they come out uh, a a um, what do you call that? A uh, conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. And I don't make parts bigger than my, well, I do some parts that are bigger than my hand but most of the parts are as big as my hand or smaller i imagined you working on a lathe that's why i thought that i wasn't thinking of you doing cnc work or anything like that yeah so i work on a lathe i work on cnc lathe i work on uh cnc mill right now i'm doing psi which is uh (laughs) <laughs> CNC Music Factory, yeah. <laughs> Which I think we had to get to our our uh, thing Music. that's in our head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I got one then. That's our but, brain, um, Jimmy. That's our brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that yep. thing inside But the speaking head? of brain, right now I'm making PSI parts, which is patient Pacific specific. Sorry, specific implants, which is all cranial shit 
Wow. Okay. So so if somebody has a like say their their heads crushed or something like that, I make the implant that um that the doctor will uh put in their huh. in their skull. So you fucking amazing, dude. You have to make that off of uh files that they sent off to you. Off of the Correct. <laughs> okay. So yes. it's almost like Yep, yep. Because there's, I mean, you can do that with 3D printing, send people a file and someone with a 3D printer will just print it up. You're just doing it with a full on machine shop instead and skill. Correct. And, you know, obviously skilled <laughs> yep. supervision. Ma- like, so, so the software is Mastercam, which is Ooh. what we use. Okay. And then we go off of that and then we put it on a machine and then it makes the part like i've already made half the person's nose and their and their inner eyebrow and their whole forehead that's pretty I, wild yeah, yeah and yeah. what is yep. it made out of titanium peak peak which is plastic oh, like wow. a medical grade plastic mm-hmm. okay so mm-hmm. it does it's like extremely now, strong it doesn't break and correct and okay. then, but but we we don't, but another department makes, um, they can make it out of titanium. Okay. But that's, that's few and far between. Most of the implants are made out of a plastic, uh, which is called peak and it's a medical grade, um, uh, plastic. Okay. So you work in like lab conditions where you're like, you know, gloving up like and a wearing clean lab coats and shit. You're no, clean, no lab. Nope, not in a clean room, but um, we do glove up because the only thing that can touch the implant is um, certain things, which is like a carbide, um, because we got to deburr it. So a carbide uh, uh, scraper and um, uh, a plat, and then we can only handle it with a plastic glove. Hmm. Like, uh, what is it? Starts with an N, whatever that that glove is. Nitrile. Ni- yeah, nitrile. nitrile or neoprene, whatever it is. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was neoprene mm-hmm. or something like that, yeah. Yeah. See, every, as I said, every time you come on here, you are a trove of things I did not know. You didn't take uh, machining in school, did you? Sure did. Did you really? I, I don't remember you being in machine shop, but I also don't remember what you, what you took because... Like there was only a couple dudes that I remember that were in machine shop, including uh, who was the really heavy kid that was in there that smacked himself in the nuts with the nunchuck. <laughs> that one time he drove the uh, he had his his own brand new like Ford Fiesta or something, and that, he... that was cowboy, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Jerry. Jerry, yes, it was Jerry. Yeah, he really yeah, smacked yeah. himself in the balls with the nunchuck in the middle yep. of English class. God yep. damn, we, that was funny. We we called him um, cowboy, and no, like it, pun intended. You know what I mean? I'm sorry to say that, but pun intended, cowboy. You know? Yeah, well, like absolutely. Big, yes, he, he was, was. He was of a larger stature. He was a larger stature, but yeah. um. Yeah, we weren't yeah, always yeah. as nice to people as true we should have been i'm still not all the time so yeah no no when when somebody deserves it i give it to them for yeah. sure oh yeah absolutely for sure. when they deserve it but we used to be a lot harder on ourselves and everyone else around us 
when yep. we were younger. I know I sure as hell was. I realized when I looked at a picture of our English class one time, Jimmy, that somebody had posted recently that I had slept with three of the girls that were in our English class. Dude, lucky you, dude, because like yeah. I was late bloomer, dude. I Same. like I I wish I had to testicular fortitude to do what you did i was just uh no no, no, no. ass first into lucky because yeah. that was it i wasn't suave but, i but, had no skills no my, <laughs> it just happened you you had what at least i know i didn't have i can't speak for jimmy but you just didn't give a shit if they said no you were like well you know what if if i don't try the they they can't say yes. If I don't so, try, the terrorists win. Yeah, if I don't <laughs> try, they can they can't say yes or no. So they might say yes. So I'm gonna ask, and that's how. And you did that, and girls just said, "Whoa, this guy is confident." Even if you weren't, simply because you did what most guys don't do, which is fucking ask in the first place. And the thing of it is, is it wasn't like like you didn't like force yourself. You just asked, and it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, confidential, you know, like not confidential, but um, complimentary. No, 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 no. Like, like, uh, what's the word? Like, when when uh, somebody wants to do something with somebody, it's consensual. Oh, consensual. consensual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no chance anything was happening that yeah. wasn't like that. Even right, like yeah. that right. would it, go it against me so fucking bad. It, it's not it wasn't funny. like you were forcing yourself on it. Like it was consensual. You were like, hey, look, this is the deal. And they're like, okay, yeah. So it was mm -hmm. consensual. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, like it was, uh, there was your nipple again. <laughs> yeah. You want Tweak, tweak. Put a muscle in there and a nipple. And... <laughs> Maybe you should do like they do when they censor Japanese porn and just put a line across things. Yeah, <laughs> like like there's a there's a whole dick and you can see the dick and balls, but it's got like a line the tip. right at Listen, the, right at the yeah, tip. When you're like, That's, it's still a dick. Yeah, I can still see it. You know what's funny though? Like I wish, I wish I had uh, pasties. Because I would have put those on. I wish you did too, because I get the feeling you'd be able to shake them bitches around and get them to spin in circles. Oh, that absolutely. Would be, that would be amazing, Jimmy's Jimmy. Hip. If you can make that happen for a future episode, that would be amazing. What can Deal. I say, man? Jimmy's Deal. hips don't lie. And I'm thinking just because I'm uncomfortable with it, we're going to have to do a topless episode one of these times. Oh, God. I, I will sit here without a shirt. I don't give a fuck. I'm good listen, with that. Listen, as long as you do it with me. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm okay with it. Dude, you're the innovator. I have to. Yeah, yep. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yep. Listen, I want to touch on this just a little bit. And oh, this, I bet you do. You want to touch it. I know. <laughs> this might be a little bit off topic. but me my <laughs> We never let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> but but me and my son went to see the new Burt Kreischer movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the Machine. Oh, we made a movie about the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Hamill's oh, in it. Yeah. Mark wow. Hamill's his dad. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Excellent. Just the fact that you can sit there and just look for Easter eggs mm -hmm. is like the best. Because me and my son picked out three or four Easter eggs that were like, oh, my God, I can't believe they put that in that fucking movie. Dude, Jimmy but the movie. But the movie was fucking funny. Um, I, I would recommend it. Jimmy, I have to say, 
being that you're like, nah, it doesn't hurt that you've known us for such a long time. You know, you've known us for 30 years. That helps. But the fact that you loved the podcast as much as you do, that it, 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 it you know, it's your makes your week to listen to it. And that you also love Burt Kreischer. Dude, you have no idea how happy that makes me. Like, just to know, like, that that I am somewhere in that range there for you. Burt Kreischer you know? and uh, and his his buddy, they do the Two Bears podcast. Why can't I think uh, of the Tom, other community? Tom Segura. Tom Segura, yeah. Tom Segura and, and Burt Kreischer are a fucking trip. Uh, if you've ever, if you haven't heard their podcast, uh, the two bears, one K, it is it's very good. It's hilarious. And, and on YouTube, I think it's clips from my mom's basement or something like that. It's the name of the show that they have where they show clips of the stuff with, uh, with Tom's wife. I uh, can't remember uh, her name Christina. off the top of my head. Man, you you know everything. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you got this because you know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. funny shit. Yeah. Her name's yeah. Christina. Um, I can't remember her last P. name. We, yeah. I, I just, Christina P is her name. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. And, and it's funny. Like, my son, I, I, I love this to death. My son, like, me and my son, we were, you know, we're close and whatnot. But comedy made us so much closer. Like, for Father's Day, he got me tickets. We're going to see Theo Vaughn. Oh, nice. Mm hmm. I like yeah. Theo Vaughn. Yeah, Theo yeah, Vaughn's pretty goddamn funny. Dude, it's so nice. Now, obviously, I'm an uncle and not not a dad so my relationship with the the children in my life is a little different because i get to kind of not be the authority figure but i can be a voice of wisdom and reason so mm -hmm. you know obviously what i do is i give them the best life lessons i can without and don't sugarcoat it but give it age appropriate like i don't want them to know that i was fucking drugging my ass off when they're three years old but at a certain point they should know that about uncle tom they need to know where uncle tom is coming from good and bad is how I look at it. Like they need to know who the real guy is and not hero worship me just because I'm fun and I tell good stories. They need to know, yeah, I'm deeply fucked up too, buddy. And and take that into consideration next time you make a decision because you don't have the life experience I have and you can fuck your life up real easy. My kids and I share but, the same sense of humor with stuff. So Jimmy, yeah. I'm, I'm on board with you there because it's like yep. mini me's. Yeah. When shit gets started at my dinner table, somebody's going to walk away uh, choking because they're laughing so hard and decided to take a drink and it came out their nose. But what I was going to say was um, I love it when you find that moment or that item or that object or that genre, whatever it is, where you just go, oh my God, they love this as much as I do. Like I could talk to them about this mm -hmm. particular topic for hours and, and I realize if you like this, you'll probably like this. So I'm going to start introducing shit to you in increments. As you get older, it's going to be more and more age appropriate till you're my mm -hmm. age. And then I'm, I'm taking you to go see Batman at a, at you know, yep, age yep, 16 yep. or whatever you're into. Well, you know, like I didn't, you don't just know Batman because of the movies. It's because I loaned you my entire fucking run of comics. And you read every goddamn one of them and mm -hmm. you know what to look for. You're like, oh, that's Frank Miller's influence there. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. When they say something like that to you, you realize you made a difference in their life. You shaped them. And that bond is so cool. I love that. Yeah. Yep. Um, I love that because 
kids need to be listened to by adults. They need to talk to adults. They need to have relationships with adults that are healthy and conducive of, you know, learning and growing and being a better person. And we ain't talking about Nambla here. No, fuck no, dude. Don't even bring that kind of shit up, man. That's the North American Man Boy Love Association. That is so disgusting. It's South Park. South Park is the reason why I said it. I almost said something horrible. Christina is her name. <laughs> no wonder he was kind of checked out a little bit there. He was looking that shit up. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, I remembered. I didn't look it up. I feel like he did. I think nope, he just nope. I think he just threw that in there to defuse the name. No, 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 no. Like I, I like I have a lot of not what nonsense knowledge, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh yeah, I, oh, I yeah. like tons of that as well. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Like it's weird with me. Like if if I see like an actor or an actress, I gotta look them up. I gotta oh, see God, how. Dude, I do that all the time. I gotta see how old they are. I know how old they are. I need I know to see what... pictures of their feet. Yeah, I get it, man. I understand. Yeah. How Is you there are. any nudes anywhere? If you type yeah. the word "hot" after most actresses or actors' <laughs> names, you'll find nude pictures of them. It troubles me so often that you go on Google. And you'll type in an actress's name and like either be like, give me an actress's name. Like, uh, what's the chick from? Uh, uh, how about Christina Wednesday? Applegate? Okay, Christina yeah. Applegate. Sure. Uh, and you'll type it in. You'll be halfway done with her last name. And like the first or second suggested response is feet. Like Christina Applegate feet. And I'm like, I'm always creeped up by the, the word second? young oh, after yeah. them. Because oh, that's yeah. when I was like, oh, that's that's not, oh, yeah. that's gross. I, well, I get it for a really old actor or actress. Like, True. You know, like Catherine Hepburn, you want to see what they looked like when they were in their youth. That's why you just type in hot. Because then if there's right. any new pictures of them, you get to see them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But what if? Well, no, I guess there's none of a, that. Yeah, there there's none of that there. Trust no, me. That's There's no tomfoolery going on there. Yeah. If there was, uh, I've never seen it. Yeah, although you, there's always rule 34 because people can draw whatever they want. Truth, truth. And I mean, literally, with all the fakes and stuff that are out there, too. I mean, oh my but God. The, fa- the fakes in that realm of things are usually extremely true. obvious. Well, like, you're like, well, OK, her neck flesh is a, you know, 16 tones lighter than her face is in this one. And the way the light's shining on her face doesn't match up with the rest of the, you know, so you can usually pick it out. Maybe I'm out of sync with things, you know, maybe I'm just not on the, the, the pulse anymore, but I feel like that the whole AI being able to generate nearly any scenario fairly realistically with enough human interface working with it to, to guide it, you know, as, as these AIs work, you know, you have to give it input to make it make something intelligible and not just gibberish. It does almost all the heavy lifting, but it needs input from humans. Mm-hmm. So what input. I am, what I am wondering is <laughs> Johnny five, not alive. <laughs> I knew you get it. I knew you guys would get that. <laughs> Johnny five alive. The funniest <laughs> thing about that is that guy is the same guy from Hackers, and he was that one episode of Always Sunny. That dude is white. They put him in brown face and made him talk yeah, with an accent. Yeah, I, I thought he was Indian uh, when I saw the so short circuit movies. So, so did I. Yeah. what's uh, what are we looking at music wise this week, fellas? Oh man, I've okay. So a couple weeks ago, I did a song by Liars, Dead 
uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the title of the song that I did. It was. But you're getting uh, smarter by the sip. Vox Tune D.E.D. was the name of the song. And I found an even cooler song on the same album called Mess on a Mission. And the reason I'm bringing it up and actually bringing up the same band two or three weeks later is because of the video. Um, the video itself is just these the band night members walking up a flight of stairs backwards. But shit keeps changing around them, and it starts really basically. It just looks like they're walking behind, you know, backwards of steps in different locations. But then shit starts popping in and out, and stuff starts going out into digital and like wireframes and stuff. And the the whole idea is that like you don't know what's real and what's false anymore because everything is manufactured, and mm. it's just a brilliant concept for a video. Is so it an update on the Aha video? Kind of. Or like, uh, you know, they reach out and it's it's a drawing and then suddenly it's real. And um, I would say that if you were to ask the people who created that video, they'd say that it was definitely an influence. But you're just going to have to watch it for yourself. And I'll send you guys a link. But hey, let's listen to that now. So the one that's been bumping around in my head and <laughs> will not stop is Bobby Brown, Every Little Step I Take. Holy shit, I have wow. not listened to that song in a yep. while. Uh, I have no idea why it's in my head, but it's Every Little Step I Take. Was that on the same uh, album as the Ghostbusters yeah, 2 song? Yep. Because I was obsessed... Yep with uh with the with the songs that were in ghostbusters 2 like to the extent that i still get chills when i hear it even though you know i'm in my mid 40s now and i haven't heard that shit since i was a teenager found out about vigo the master evil trying to mess with my boys yeah. that's not legal <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome dude that is awesome so did yeah. I, did you were you listening to bobby brown it just popped nope. in there nope it just popped in my head and it will not like for like the last four to five days it will not not get out of my head well let's sometimes put it, that drives me insane I, i'm sure most of our listeners watchers viewers whatever you want to call them we need a name for them um whoever you want to call yourselves uh uh probably know the song already but let's go ahead and watch it right now watch that video no matter what your friends try to tell you we will make all the love and we will be together in the end we will be Like your fake reactions. <laughs> you should like leave I, them in there for like no I'm reason. Yeah. Use them. yeah, you should. <laughs> use them somewhere else. Completely different. Surprise me with it. Maybe I should just. Somebody have... says something, I'll be like, oh. Maybe I should just have you make that face, and I'll just put it in the little corner, like a postage stamp in the corner over the music video, like you doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. I forget what the fuck I was gonna say now. God damn it. <laughs> Well, your song, right? You... Oh, yeah, I know, but I had something else I was going to bring up, and it just totally went right out of my head there. Oh, that's satisfying when I can do that to you. Yeah, that yeah, rare, you did. You, so totally, you totally fucking got me on that one. Uh, hold on. Mm -hmm. 
I need a napkin. Uh, bro, one fucking time for the dozens of times I've done it to you, you relax yourself there, I, sir. I, I will contend oh, to that. As, as, many, as, as every episode I listen to, absolutely, I will contend to that. Mike got you tenfolds absolutely over that one so <laughs> it's so delicious for me when it happens can't you understand the deliciosity yeah, no, no, no. i hear i hear you do you say the deliciosity the deliciosity is what i said <laughs> all right so so for my music for this week i'm going to give a shout out to uh hey could you be a little less distracting there while i'm doing this hold on <laughs> i got i gotta plug my computer in because it's about ready to die I'm going to throw in, I usually stay in the same <sighs> genre all the time, and I'm going to stay in the genre of uh, hard rock slash heavy metal slash thrash metal, uh, because it's what I know. And one of these days, I'm going to bust out of that. As soon as I get a good earworm and I have something as good to pull out as Bobby Brown, then, you know, maybe I will. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a guy that I've interacted with, uh, actually, on a personal level, uh, from Florida who teaches guitar lessons. His name is Jason Stallworth. He has uh, self-produced a bunch of albums. He's worth a listen. Go listen to him. A lot of it's instrumental if you're into that kind of thing. I like instrumental for times when I'm trying to concentrate or if I'm trying to sleep because I'm not sitting there singing the words to myself. But uh, he does have some, just some really good stuff. Do you have a track in particular that I can... Uh, play for everybody. Um, well, you give me one second here, and I will uh, tell you. I mean, I can honestly say anything of his is going to be good. But we'll go to his most recent, uh, and I'll say, uh, check out. Uh, how about Dragon's Flame? That's one of the songs. Dragon's Flame. Mm -hmm. All right, we will take a listen to that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be like musically fluid, like, you know, to say like, all right, so I like have a home base, you know, for me, my home base is industrial home home base for Mike is, you know, like heavy metal, like traditional heavy metal and thrash metal or surf not music like, or well, surf music. I wouldn't even call that like your main deal, though. That's like your I listen your, to it a lot, but that's like your sidecar. It's the same yeah. motor. It's the same vehicle, but it's your sidecar. I would say that if you were forced to pick between the two, you'd pick metal if you had only one to use for, uh, the rest for of certain your life for right. certain. Yeah, right. Right. And understandably so, because it, it you find that it expresses your range of emotions and your tone of life just right just like industrial and it also represents a unbreakable lifelong bond with my brother well there because you he's go. the one that got me into listening to metal in the first place before that i was listening to the monkeys well it's a, <laughs> so and oldies I. and stuff you know same like, same i still well, listen to that stuff now but he's the one who introduced me to metallica he's the one who introduced me to cannibal corpse the slayer you know, to all that stuff, and okay. we are the ones we go together to shows and everything. Still, so it's 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 a lifeline, right there. It is. I my brother when I was, I want to say I was eight or nine, probably eight. I think I was in first grade, so maybe even younger. But uh, I was in. He my was bedroom. fourteen in first grade. Don't I let him in, talk. I was that. in my my bedroom, which was just below my brother's room, because he had the attic room. 
and I was listening to Disney records. I had like Disney records and mm-hmm. like a little like, 45s. Yeah, Sesame Street records and stuff. It was all the different Remember music. remember the ones used to come with the cereal like the Booberry and shit that you could play that had songs on them? Yeah. Yeah, they were I cool. had all kinds of that yeah. kid stuff, right? And he would hear it drifting up his stairs and it was fucking with his groove, right? And he's <laughs> like he's trying to listen to fucking whatever he's listening to at that point. So he, you know, I had this little tiny record player and he came down with like four albums from his collection that he was done with basically. So, and this was before CDs, well before CDs. So all he had was records, but he gave me um, a Happy Day, Happy Days soundtrack, um, another oldies thing, an album by Kiss. And I want to say... I can't think of what the other one was, but those, the Kiss album, I listened to the shit out of. Oh, it was a Def Leppard album. Yeah. So I would listen to Def Leppard. I would listen to the fucking Kiss album. Um, and I wish I could remember what albums they were, but that was such a long time ago. All I knew is I liked it. And I would listen to the Happy Days album. And, and it was like, he that was my introduction to the fact that hey you know not all music is created equal some of it's Mm -hmm. a lot better than others and uh you know it can be like exciting and it can be shocking and all these different things and then that just continued throughout my childhood you know my brother would let me borrow cds and he would talk to me about music and he would talk to me about like his favorite bands and he was sort of a, a a musically like as a dude he was just a kind of a a normal average popular semi-popular kid right but as uh musically inclined he was an industrial bolt head slash goth slash emo when emo before emo was emo so he was listening to the smiths and joy division and ministry and nails and all those different bands you know um the the cure all that shit did you just call them nails yeah, fuck I've yeah. never heard you do that before. Well, I, I feel I f- I'm feeling more comfy right now than you. Okay, I bet you are. I am. Yeah, the and smarter. Is, the wine is padding my head. Yes, we can sit here and wax philosophic and talk about this stuff all night long, but we are definitely over time. So that's got to be a story for another time. Thank you for joining us for Story Time with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you giving it to you like that shameful boner that i got when i first logged on here and saw jimmy and his little tight speedo that you guys didn't get to see but you gotta trust me on this one it was there and his his bare chest and his his hairy belly and his nipples oh it was fucking oh he's nipples it was all there nipples 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 i liked it bye